On this episode of the Blue Jacketeer podcast, we will be covering Chapter 4 of the Corman Manual. Welcome to the Blue Jacketeer podcast, where we help you prepare for the Navy-wide advancement exam by covering study material created by highly qualified sailors. Learn more about what we have to offer at www.bluejacketeer.com. Hello, and welcome back to the bluejacketeer.com podcast for Hospital Corman. Again, I'm Alex Lemock. On today's episode, we will continue on to the next chapter of the Hospital Corman Manual, Chapter 4. Also, be sure to pay attention, because there will be a separate episode for the Chapter 4 audio quiz. Here is where you can really show us what you've learned. So let's get started. As always, sit back, take off your blousing straps, kick up your feet, and listen up. This is Chapter 4 of the Hospital Corman Manual, Medical Records. Medical records are part of everyday life for hospital corpsmen. They can be daunting and sometimes flat-out annoying, especially when one happens to become misplaced or misfiled. However, medical records play an integral part in treating a patient and can be a valuable asset of information about a patient's past medical history and requirements for care. These records are especially important when there is an absence of an electronic record. The official record jacket for the Navy and Marine Corps personnel is the NAVMED 6150-21-30, U.S. Navy Medical Outpatient and Dental Treatment Record. This record is utilized for the chronological documentation of medical and dental evaluations, care, treatments, and occupational health. Medical records are not only utilized to provide accurate medical care for a patient, they are also used for various other official tasks, such as medical boards, and also for the assessment of a patient's benefits when they are separating from the service. This allows them to claim disability benefits from the Veterans Administration. Information covered in this chapter can be further evaluated in Chapter 16 of the NAVMED PTAC 117, Manual of the Medical Department. It is not uncommon for a patient to have multiple medical records open at one time. In this instance, the patient may have a primary record, which is established when the member enlists in the service, and also a secondary record, maintained by specialists that are providing care for a given patient. There are three major categories of primary records utilized by the DON. 1. Health records. 2. Outpatient records. 3. Inpatient records. Note that dental records are a part of health records for active duty, and outpatient records for retirees and families. Let's talk about each one of these primary records in further detail. The health record is a file of continuous care given to an active duty member and is utilized to document all outpatient care provided over the member's career. Copies of inpatient narratives may also be found in a health record when it is needed for the continuity of care. An outpatient record is much like the health record. It also serves to document continuous care given on an outpatient setting. However, it is utilized by those persons not in active duty status. This can include family members, and retirees. Inpatient records are medical files that document care provided to a patient assigned to a designated inpatient bed at an NCF or a ship. The last of the primary records is the dental record, which is used to document all encounters of dental care and is utilized by active duty, reserve members, and families. As stated previously, secondary medical records are used primarily by specialists. These temporary records are used mostly by only a few subspecialties, including OBGYN, Family Advocacy, 
and clinical records for psychology and psychiatry. These records are kept separately from the primary records and must be created and maintained in accordance with the ManMed. When a secondary medical record is created, the healthcare provider must document on the DD form 2766, Adult Preventative and Chronic Care Flow Sheet, in the primary treatment record. Documentation should provide the nature of the record, patient's diagnosis, and clinic or department's name, address, and telephone number. A note should also be made on the DD form 2766 when the record is closed. There are three types of secondary medical records. One, convenience records. Two, temporary records. And three, ancillary records. A convenience record contains excerpts of a primary record and is kept at the MCF by a treating clinic, service department, or individual provider for increased access to information. A temporary record is an original medical record that is established and retained in a specialty clinic, service, or department in addition to the patient's primary medical record. When the specialty course of treatment is complete, the information is added to become part of the permanent medical record. When a temporary dental record is established, it must contain at a minimum the following forms. 1. Privacy Act Statement, DD-2005. 2. Dental Health Questionnaire, NAVMED 6600-3. And 3. Dental Treatment Record, EZ-603A. When a health record is created that consists of original healthcare documentation withheld from a patient's primary health record or outpatient record, an ancillary record is utilized. The purpose of this type of secondary record is to maintain files for care that is provided that requires limited access. Examples of these types of care may include psychiatric treatment and instances of real or suspected child or spouse abuse. Although every health record is specific to each member, Health records are property of the U.S. government and must be maintained properly by the medical and dental departments. The commanding officer of the activity has ultimate responsibility of all records. Due to this, a member is not authorized to maintain their own record or hand carry the records without written permission. A health record is broken down into four parts. Health records are open at the time an individual becomes a member of the Navy or Marine Corps. When a civilian is accepted to officer appointment, health records are opened by a recruiting command. When an enlisted member is accepted to an officer appointment, the same record is utilized. However, the command the member is at at the time is responsible for making any necessary entries on an SF-600 and NAVMED 6150-4, noting the date, place, and grade to which the member is appointed. Records for civilians selected to the Naval Academy will have their records created at the Academy at the time of their appointment. The preparation and maintenance for reserve personnel records in inactive status are maintained through the Naval Reserve Personnel Center, New Orleans. When requesting medical records for individuals who have been discharged, it is important to know when the individual was discharged. For personnel discharged prior to 31 January 1994, Requests should be sent to the National Personnel Records Center. For those who are discharged after 31 January 1994, requests should be sent to the Department of Veterans Affairs. 
Health record jackets should be replaced when damaged or deteriorating. The Navy and Marine Corps utilizes the NAVMED 6150-21-30 U.S. Navy Medical Outpatient and Dental Treatment Record. A felt-sit permanent marker should be used to record all identifying data on the record, with the exception of the pencil entries. Health record jackets have the second-to-last digit of the Social Security number pre-printed and are color-coded according to the number. The remainder of the Social Security number not printed should be filled into the blocks provided. In the case the member does not have a Social Security number, the NAVMED 6150-29 jacket should be used. A substitute Social Security number will be created utilizing the number 9999 as the last four. The first record of its kind will be indicated as 000 TAC 01 TAC 9999 and the second record 000 TAC 002 TAC 9999 and so on from there. A family member prefix is used to identify the status of an individual family member. This is a two-digit number recorded on each record jacket. It is recorded before the Social Security number and the two diamonds printed in Part 4. Active duty members are also identified by a family member prefix. All active duty records will have the number 2-0 placed in the diamonds. Foreign military personnel should be recorded as 0-0. The most common prefixes used are the 30s, which indicate the member's spouse. 30 being the first spouse, 31 being the second spouse, and so on. And also, 01 through 19, which indicate the member's child. Like with the spouse, 01 is the first child, and each number preceding is the next child. Other family member prefix categories or Corman will encounter include mother, stepmother, 40 through 44, father, stepfather, 45 through 49, mother-in-law, 50 through 54, father-in-law, 55 through 59, other authorized dependents, 60 through 69, beneficiary authorized by statute, 90 through 95, civilian emergencies, 98, and all others, 99. Preparing the outside of the record jacket correctly is essential in accurately accounting for the correct record for the right patient. The member's full name to include the first, last, and middle initial should be recorded. In the case where a member does not have a middle name, the initial NMN should be written. In the case where a member uses initials instead of the first or middle name, the letter should be used written surrounded by quotation marks. The name may be handwritten or affixed with a label. The alert box is used to allow the medical provider to quickly assess for allergies or sensitivities. It is located on the lower center area of the outside front cover. An X is used to mark the alert box for the appropriate category. The record category box is used to identify the record as outpatient or dental treatment record. It is marked with an X in the appropriate box. A half-inch red strip of cellophane tape 
should be used placed over the record category box on the right edge of the inside back cover of the jacket, indicating an active duty record. The service should also be marked with an X as appropriate to the member. This is known as the patient service and status block. In the case the member is assigned to a special duty, such as flight status or radiation exposure, the special categories block should also be marked with an X as applicable. The lower portion of the patient identification box should be marked with flag officer or general officer in all caps if the member holds a status. If a label is used, it should be written or stamped directly below the label. As most information on the record is permanent and will not change, some information may. This includes the member's address, rank, and duty station. This information should be written in the pencil entry section and pencil only. The retired year tape block should be left blank except for cases when creating a record for a retired service member. If a barcode is indicated by the treatment facility, it should be placed on the front of the record to the right of the alert box. Labels are considered optional. A ship or MTF label may be used, permitting that it does not cover any of the patient's identifying information. Now that the record is prepared with the required identifying information for the patient on the front and back cover, it is now time to prepare the remaining parts of the record for use. The front inside cover, or part one, has information specific to the patient. This section should also be written with a pencil due to frequent changes. This information includes date of arrival, projected rotation date, home address and telephone number, and command UIC and telephone number. Part two is located on the front of the center page of the four-part record. It is pre-printed with the DD2005 Privacy Act statement. It should be signed and dated by the patient or guardian if the patient is a minor. The disclosure accounting record is pre-printed on the back of the center page, also known as part three. This section will be filled out as needed according to the information printed. The last section, part four, contains a forensic examination form. This section should only be used if the record is used for dental care and treatment. After all sections of the record jacket are filled, the record is ready for use. Now let's go over the fun part that every HM loves, filing records. The Navy Medical Department utilizes the Terminal Digit Filing System, or TDFS, to file its health records. This method utilizes the last two numbers of the member's social security number, color-coded records, and the uses of block filing system. The TDFS reads the social security number from right to left, instead of the traditional way of reading, left to right. It groups the member's social security number into three groups, primary, secondary, and third number. An example can be explained in the social security number 123-45-6789. In this example, 89 are the primary numbers, 67 is the secondary numbers, and 123-45 are the third numbers. In order to allow for an even easier and user-friendly filing system, the records are color-coded according to the second-to-last number in the member social. The color and number also correspond to the form number on the record jacket. The colors of the records and form numbers are as follows. 0, orange, 1, green, 
two, yellow, three, gray, four, tan, five, blue, six, white, seven, almond, eight, pink, and nine, red. In order to ensure that all records are accounted for and to help prevent loss, each record contains a NAVMED 6150-7 health records receipt. This is also known as the pink card. This form is used to keep account of when the record is charged out to a member for activities such as medical appointments away from the location where the record is maintained. The card maintains the member's last, first, and middle name, grade or rate, FMP category and social security number, as well as shipper station where the member or sponsor is assigned. When a record is charged out of the filing system, it should be returned as soon as possible after the patient's visit. However, it should not be out for more than five working days. In the situation where an open shelf filing system is used, a charge out guide may also be used in addition to the NAVMED 6150-7. This is an open pocket folder where the pink card can be placed in the spot where the record was maintained in the filing sequence. This method also allows for any loose forms that may need to be filed while the record is away. Each section of the four-part record jacket contains specific information according to the patient's status and care they have received. Maintaining a standardized method for filing forms in a record helps to ensure that forms and information about the patient can be found easily. A general overview of the sections is provided. Part 1. Record of Preventive Medicine and Occupational Health Part 2. Record of Medical Care and Treatment Forms regarding the patient's death should be filed on the top of this section after the patient is determined deceased. Part 3. Physical Qualifications And Part 4. Record of Ancillary Studies, Inpatient Care, and Miscellaneous Forms A complete list of the forms that apply to a particular section can be found in Chapter 4 of the Hospital Corman Manual, page 4, TAC 14 through 4, TAC 15. It is of great benefit for the Corman to not only be familiar with the record forms and their numbers, but also what sections they are filed in. Health record verification should be conducted annually on all members. This includes both their medical and dental records. During this task, the HM will ensure that all information is correctly documented in the record, forms are filed correctly, and the DD Form 2005 Privacy Act Statement is signed. They will also verify that pencil entries are current. Upon completion of the verification, an SF-600 should be filed in Section 2, stating the verification has been completed, as well as the year block on the edge of the record should be blackened, allowing for easy recognition when a record has already been verified. For dental records, the verification is documented on the EZ603A. There is no requirement to blacken the verification year block. Records should also be verified at the time of a member's transfer to a new duty station. Complete guidance on documenting a patient's transfer can be found in the ManMed Chapter 16. If a member's record is lost or misplaced at the time of transfer, a new record should be constructed in accordance with the ManMed. For dental records, a T2 dental exam should be completed by a dentist. Ensure the chargeout card is filled out and the member has been processed for transfer. 
If the member is eligible to hand carry their records according to command policy, it should be given to them to be given to their next duty station. In situations where the record is not hand carried, a DD Form 877, Request for Medical Dental Record Information, should be placed with the record and it should be mailed via certified mail to the next activity in control of the patient's medical needs. Closing a record is another task routinely performed by HMs. There are many reasons why a member's health record would be closed. These include death or declared dead, discharge, resignation, release from active duty, retirement, transfer to the fleet reserve or release to inactive duty, missing or missing in action when officially declared MIA, desertion when officially declared, and disenrollment as an officer candidate or midshipman. At the time of closing the record, it should be verified for no loose papers, that all data is completely filled out, and all medical and dental reports are included. A closing entry should be made on the NAVMED 5150-4, Abstract of Service and Medical History. It should include the date of separation, title of servicing activity, and explanatory circumstances. Upon final discharge, the record will be sent to the command maintaining the member's service record, no later than the date following the separation. If the member is deceased, a copy of the death certificate should also be included. For members who are being released, discharged, or retired, a copy of the record is provided to them free of charge. A record that is being closed for a member who is missing and not enough information is available to warrant a determination of death, the record should be closed as if the member was discharged from service, and an entry surrounding the circumstances of the missing member should be documented on an SF-600 and filed in the record jacket. For deserters that are officially declared, document the event facts on an SF-600, EZ-603A, and NAVMED 6150-4. The record should then be delivered to the CEO for inclusion and transmittal with the service record. A record request will be submitted to BUMED or the Commandant of the Marine Corps according to the patient's service when the member is apprehended or surrenders. When a member retires, their current record should be closed and a new record should be opened. A copy of the member's active duty record should be made and included into the new record. An SF-600 should be placed in each record to document the closing of the old record and opening of the new one. The active duty medical and dental record should be forwarded to the National Personnel Records Center, Military Personnel Records, St. Louis, Missouri. A copy of the health record of retired and disability separating members should also be forwarded to the VA by the MTF directly for processing of a claim. The member is not authorized to hand carry records to the VA due to the consideration of the record as a primary source of evidence. The VA 526 claims of benefits should be sent with the record to initiate the claim. Now that we know more about healthcare records, including how to create, open, and close them, let's cover some common rules and forms associated with the record. To start, it is important to know that the healthcare provider takes responsibility for the forms they place and sign in a healthcare record. Providers will enter their data in either blue or black ink and will ensure that they provide their name, greater rating, and social security number. This information can be typed, 
printed manually, or stamped. However, the use of stamp facsimile signatures themselves are not allowed in the health record. All records must also contain complete patient data, including the FMP status and social security number, name, branch of service, and status such as active duty or reserve. The Navy Medical Department currently uses three methods of recording the information on forms, embossed medical card, automated forms, and handwritten entries. If an original record is missing, lost, or destroyed, a replacement should be created. The new record jacket will read replacement in bold letters on the front of the jacket and on all forms replaced. An SF-600 will also be placed in the record explaining the circumstances as to why a replacement is being created. When a record or portions of it are found to be illegible, a duplicate record should be created. When an entire record is replaced, every effort should be made to create it as an original. The words duplicate record in bold letters should be placed on the outside of the jacket, above the wording outpatient medical record. If only certain forms are duplicated, the affected form should have the word duplicate in bold letters placed at the bottom of each form. Once again, the circumstances regarding the duplicate forms should be documented on the SF-600 along with the date the duplicates were created. The original forms duplicated should be retained in an envelope with the member's name, FMP and social, date of birth, and list of forms contained in the envelope. The envelope should also be marked Original Medical Records Permanent in bold letters. It should be made part of the member's permanent record and filed as the bottommost item in Part 2. When a loose form is found, every effort should be made to locate the member and location of their record. If this cannot be accomplished, the form should be retained for a period of one year. After the one-year retention period, the form should be destroyed in accordance to Paragraph 6 of the Standard Identification Code 6150 contained in SecNav Instruction 5212.5 Series, Navy and Marine Corps Records Disposition Manual. When placing documents in the health record, the most current form should be placed on top of the existing forms. One common form contained in the health record is the DD-2766, Adult Preventative Chronic Care Flow Sheet. This form contains a summary of relevant problems and medications that significantly affect a patient's health status. It is a four-page document that should be reviewed and revised during the patient's visit. When recording immunizations on the DD-2766, ensure the immunization is recorded in the appropriate section. For smallpox, cholera, yellow fever, and anthrax immunizations, record the manufacturer's name and batch or lot number. Specific protocols for the documentation of the anthrax immunization can be found in SECNAV Instruction 6230.4 Series, Department of the Navy Anthrax Vaccination Implementation Program. When documenting a positive result of the tuberculin skin test, or TST, refer to BUMED Instruction 6224.8 Series, Tuberculosis Control Program. Another form mentioned previously is the SF-600, Chronological Record of Medical Care. This form provides a continuous comprehensive record of a patient's medical history. Each SF-600 becomes an official part of the medical record. It is considered a multi-use form that can be used to not only document patient care, 
but also circumstances surrounding the record, including the closing and duplication of a record. SF600s are often created in the SOAP note format for patient care. These forms can be pre-made templates or used as is, customized for any situation they are needed. When the need for hospitalization is determined for a beneficiary, care may be documented on the SF600. However, it is preferred to be documented on the SF509, Medical Record Progress Report. It is routinely used for inpatient admission notes and filed in the patient's inpatient record. Injury or poisoning is also recorded on the SF600. This should be done in accordance with BUMED Instruction 6300.3 Series, Inpatient Data System. Anytime a member of the Naval Service incurs an injury that might result in permanent disability or results in physical inability to perform their duties for a period exceeding 24 hours, an entry may be made on an SF-600 concerning line-of-duty misconduct. Guidance for line-of-duty inquiries can be found in the Manual of the Judge Advocate General, JAGMAN. A special type of SF-600 is made for special hypersensitivity. When a member has a hypersensitivity to drugs or chemicals, the SF-600 explaining the sensitivity should be made. The form should also be marked at the bottom with the words Special Hypersensitivity in bold letters. Sensitivity should also be documented on the SF-601 Immunization Records, EZ-603 Dental Examination Record, EZ-603A Dental Treatment Record, NAVMED 6150 Record Jacket, and the DD Form 2766 Adult Preventative and Chronic Care Flow Sheet. Additionally, in dental records, document in Box 3 of the current Dental Tech Assessment Form and the NAVMED 6600-3 Form under Allergies. The next form is the PHS Tax 731, International Certificate of Vaccination. This form is retained by the member and is not to be filed in the health record. It should be maintained in accordance with NAVMEDCOM Instruction 6230.15 Series, Immunization and Chemoprophylaxis, and FM 8TAC33 slash NAVMED PTAC5038, Control of Communicable Disease of Man. All immunizations documented on this form should be transcribed on the DD Form 2766. The NAVMED 6150-4 is prepared when the record is open and used to document a chronological history of the duty station for which a member has been assigned for duty and treatment, as well as an abstract of medical history for each admission to the sick list. It is to remain with the record regardless of the changes in the member's status. When a member is exposed to ionizing radiation, the Record of Occupational Exposure to Ionizing Radiation, DD Form 1141, is created for the member. Instructions for completing the form are included on the back of the form. Additional guidance can be found in NAVMED PTAC 5055, Radiation Health Protection Manual. Let's briefly cover some other commonly used medical forms. The SF-502, known as the Narrative Summary, is used to summarize clinical data relative to treatment received during periods of hospitalization. The consultation report, SF513, is used for outpatients 
who need to be referred to another healthcare specialist or provider, such as gynecologist, internist, or optometrist. The original is maintained in the health record. When a member of the Naval Service is reported on by a medical board, a legible copy of the NAVMED 6100-1 medical board report should be filed in the health record. The eyewear prescription, DD Form 771, is used to order corrective eyewear. There are three major areas on the form, patient information, prescription information, and miscellaneous information. Other information on the form and other ophthalmic services can be referenced in NAVMED COM Instruction 6810.1 Series, Ophthalmic Services. Due to the nature of the DD-771, like with medication prescriptions, if the corpsman is unable to read what is written, they must contact the optometrist for clarification. There are many other forms that corpsmen will encounter in health records. For information on specific forms that you may encounter in treating a patient, refer to the Manual of the Medical Department. Like forms used for medical treatment, there are also specific dental forms used as well. Some forms may even cross over and become multi-use, medical and dental. Next, we will take the time to cover a few dental forms and their locations. Other specifics pertaining to dental forms should be referenced in the Hospital Corman Manual, page 4, tech 31 through 4, tech 34. The Dental Health Questionnaire, or HQR, also known as the NAVMED 6600-3, should be completed and signed by each patient prior to any dental care. It is to be completed, signed, and dated by the first dentist conducting the examination or dental treatment. Additionally, the dental provider should indicate on the dental treatment section of the EZ603A that the questionnaire has been reviewed and updated by the patient. During annual dental exams, the patient should only review the current form, make changes as needed, and sign acknowledging the changes or lack thereof. BUMED Instruction 6600.13 series provides further guidance on the dental HQR. Like the medical record, the dental record also contains four parts. Part 1 contains radiological examinations. Part 2 contains the dental HQR. Part 3 contains dental exam forms. And Part 4 contains dental treatment records and miscellaneous forms. By this time, you should be a basic health records master. So far, we have covered creating, opening, closing, storing, and common forms in the health and dental records. As stated previously, medical records are to be maintained by healthcare activities and are under the ultimate responsibility of the commanding officer of that activity. Records are subject to inspection by any time by the CO, superiors in the chain of command, the fleet medical officer, and other authorized inspectors. They should be used for official use only and maintained in high security from disclosure to unauthorized persons at all times. Record disclosures is a daily encounter for hospital corpsmen. The Surgeon General of the Navy is the official responsible for administering and supervising the execution of SECNAV Instruction 5211.5 Series, Department of the Navy Privacy Act Program, as it pertains to the healthcare treatment record system. 
The Office of the Surgeon General also authorizes requests for access and amendment to enable members' treatment record. In all cases where information is disclosed, an entry will be made on a OPNAV Form 5211-9, Record of Disclosure, Privacy Act of 1974. Disclosure of health information to the public is in general not authorized due to the personal and private nature of health information. However, the MTF commanding officer may authorize the release of some healthcare information to the public, such as the patient's name, grade or rank, date of admission or disposition, age, sex, component, base or station, organization, and general condition. This information may be released without the patient or patient next of kin authorization. When a request is made for health information to a federal or state agency, only information relative to the request as listed in the routine uses section of the medical treatment record system will be given. This is set out annually in SECNAV Note 5211, Systems of Personal Records Authorized for Maintenance under the Privacy Act of 1974. 5 U.S.C. 552-A. There are three instances where an agency may have a legitimate need for information. 1. Healthcare information is required for the processing of a government action involving the individual, such as to the VA for claims processing. 2. Healthcare information is required to treat an individual in the department's custody, such as federal or state hospitals or prisons. And 3 released to federal or state courts or other administrative bodies. Any request with doubts of validity should be sent to the JAG office for guidance. Hospital Corman will encounter healthcare records on a regular basis. This chapter was aimed at providing a general knowledge base for the building, opening, closing, common forms, and general rules as they relate to healthcare records of all kinds. Keeping up to date on healthcare records, including changes, ensures that all information in health records is maintained correctly. This allows that the patient is treated effectively and cuts down on medical mistakes that may occur when information is not provided. This concludes our lesson for Chapter 4 of the Corman Manual. We hope that you are not only able to learn something, but will also be able to put some of this information in this chapter into action into your daily duties. Remember, at Blue Jacketeer, we aim to bring you the very best in advancement exam preparation. Don't forget to check us out next week as I will be covering Chapter 5 of the Corman Manual medical logistics. As always, I'm Alex Lemock saying thanks for listening.